crying, you're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very to episode 14 of the UK Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Uh, you're joined as usual by me, Simon Stanley, and my co-host Dave Hart and Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, not too yeah. bad. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a bit tired. If I fall asleep, uh, I apologise. Um, yeah. I went, I, went, I went on a school trip with my daughter today to the British Museum, and I'm telling you, 38-year-olds running around, you've got to be sort of partly, <laughs> partly responsible. That, that's a tough job, man. A shout out to the teachers out there. That did, is that is hard. Did you do the thing where the teachers kind of like rope in some parents to kind of make up the numbers for the kids? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. you got, you know, help them cross the roads and yeah. sort of be there to help out. Yeah, it's tiring, I'm oh, telling you. It, it sounds like there's been just nightmare situations all across this podcast this week um yeah you've had a tough situation yourself yeah P- pittsburgh may have finished it but we're here to really put the nail in the coffin now like two days late um because <laughs> yeah we're recording this on a thursday we normally do it on a tuesday so apologies uh, to everyone who messaged waiting because there were actually a few people that i was quite surprised by um, messaging and asking what was going on um so uh, steelers podcast hq also known as my flat um has moved this week um, You've moved facility. Moved facility, yeah, and that's why it might sound a bit echoey. Um, Gav, our sound expert, says that I might sound a bit echoey because the room is completely empty. I'm just sat on a mattress, recording the podcast. So um, apologies if, <laughs> if things sound a little bit off, and, and it's probably going to be a, bit, a little bit quicker than usual, and a little, quick, a little bit looser because I've not really had the time to go into the in depth. I'm sure Gav's got his usual hot takes, and I've heard that Dave does as well. Um, so we'll look forward to that, but. Obviously, we wanted, we didn't want to miss this week because, first of all, we don't want to miss any week. We've, we've managed to hit every week since we started, which has been great. Uh, but also because this is one you really don't want to miss talking about because it's when we got our revenge on the Brownies and sort of sent them back to where they belong, Dave. Um, how, how do you two feel kind of about the way that this week has gone in terms of before the game? Because we had T-shirt gate from seemingly everyone. Everyone was wearing some kind of different T-shirt that offended someone else. Um, and then where the Browns are now. Yeah, it, it it got a bit chippy, didn't it, at points? But I'm glad that it we went in as business, no sort of messing around looking for fights. It was sort of a. I was surprised actually. I thought there'd be some big fight breaking out at some point. You know, just little words being said and things like that. But there wasn't really anything. A bit disappointed, really. Do you remember the kind of the 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 kind of catchphrase of the preseason? Do you remember what it was? Uh, oh, there was two. Okay, there was two. There was one. There was there was one which was uh, addition by subtraction, right? Oh yeah, of and course, then, yeah. I okay, yeah, and, and then the other one was shut out the noise. Yeah, and I think I think this was the shut out the noise performance. They, the, they, uh, they did it. That was the Daryl Drake. Um, not Daryl Drake. Yeah, well, it was everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was everything with with Brown and everything. You know, it was and all that. Of course, going hand in hand with that addition by subtracting Mason Rudolph. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. In this game. Yeah. And a, and a shout out to to Dave. You you were completely right. I think you know. I was. I think you approved right. Yeah, about duck. I have to get that sound right. I'll have to play that to the missus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, duck. I mean, I mean, we, that is this. Well, outside of the Browns and and you know the situation on that side of the ball, the, the duck situation is the story. of This game. Yeah, we got petitions now for giant inflatable ducks to be floating down. 
the river next to Heinz Field. Uh, what, what did you think of the game he played? I think I he's, he's, he's definitely, well, he's obviously a rookie, but he's showing those rookie mistakes. But I can forgive them to an extent. If they carry on, you start going, is he going to be another another Mason? But but how, how do you mean though, Dave? Because it, for me, it was quite a mistake-free game relatively. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, a Hail Mary, Aaron Rodgers style, wow, look at this guy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't David Blau. But... No. <laughs> <laughs> He was, I mean, we've gone on about how good he is at recognising pressure, but at points he was walking straight into it. Hmm. He was sort of escaping the pocket when he shouldn't really have been escaping. He should have been sitting there and letting things sort of wash around him a bit. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Like, like, like a, little bit, uh, a little bit jittery, like uh, almost too eager oh, to get outside the pocket, yeah. He's, he's admitted himself that he's, he gets jittery at points, and I think it was when he came in for Mason when he... He threw that touchdown pass to to Washington. He said he got a bit jittery after that. So I think he's a bit of a jittery, even though he, you know, as ducks are, cool on the <laughs> surface, kicking underneath. Um, you know, I think. Uh, I thought I think, he, I thought he started slow, like you're saying, but he, he, he yeah. you know, the the final three quarters. I mean, he came alive. I thought. Yeah, it was it was to to me the rookie mistakes were throwing the ball out to keep the clock. Uh, right at the end. You mean? Uh, yeah, 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 just that, just that sort of awareness of that, which I think it'll come. Yeah, and that's a tough yeah, one I mean, as well because Cubans yeah. are so used to not take, you know, don't take the sack. And I know in that situation it seemed obvious to us, but in the heat of the moment, I can see why he does that. Yeah, that's a veteran thing, isn't it? That's something you yeah. get with experience. That kind of game management. That is classic game. That is game management right there. Yeah, that, that's part of his game plan, though. That obviously he's been told just don't lose it for us, hmm. and that part of it is just getting rid of the ball. But there's also when he got rid of the ball and almost sort of gave up a... Would it been a fumble? I don't know. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was the lucky. I mean, you, yeah, know, I want, you, you want some luck there. And he had it. You know, he fumbled out of bounds. And he, he'd shown some good running chops, I thought, and, 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 and shown that ducks do slide, after all, with yeah. that, uh, the third down conversion that was, was a great play. And a, but he showed, a couple of, a couple of, he showed some wheels, didn't he? A couple of plays. Yeah, absolutely, and not just, just not just running sort of beyond the line of scrimmage, but also running, you know, in the pocket and behind the pocket and behind the line of scrimmage to throw. Yeah, uh, clearly more mobile and a little bit more versatile than uh, Mason. Not that Mason couldn't run, but he he seemed to choose not to. He'd rather have an arm in his face before he, he sort of ran anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and and the, the the sort of speed of the throw, the ball's coming out quite quick, and that that yeah. made a big difference, I thought. And and. I mean, to, to be a bit, some of his positive things, I thought he made a lot of good decisions as well. He did. You know, he, a lot of the time he, he's he's just taking what's there. Yeah. You know, he's he's throwing to the open man. First read, he's open, bang, out it goes. Even if it's out of the flat, you know, he did do it at the end. We we saw him, we needed a third down. We saw him throw short of the sticks. But in some ways, I'd rather see that from him rather than Mason, who would just hold on and hold on and hold on and wait for someone to get wide open. He's yeah. not doing that. He's just, he's just taking what's there, taking the profit. And, and, that, and that's good. As well as well as the the kind of gung ho big passes which he's doing as well, you know he's, he is showing some bravery. Uh, Rich texted me and said, uh, he said his dad coached basketball for many years and used to say, I'd rather have a player with a little talent and a ton of confidence than a player with a ton of talent and a little confidence. And and that's that's so true, relevant to to Duck, I think. You know, yeah, he's, he, he's making the most of what he's got. Yeah, because we, we, we felt about Mason that, to start with that he had a lot of that confidence and it just seemed to deteriorate and deteriorate as things went on. Um, Whereas what we see with Duck here, I don't know about you guys, but when he takes the field, I'm no longer feeling that that sort of angst and and feeling like there's no chance that this drive is going anywhere because 
yeah, like, it might be a three and out. You know, he's he's a rookie undrafted quarterback. That, that, that's fine. But I also feel like he can connect on a deep ball. You know, James Washington might get open and he, and he will see it. It no longer feels like we're just waiting for that big interception. Um, and obviously, he did have that one interception in this game, and I don't know how much of that was on him and how much on it was on. Yeah, uh, you sort of sort of tend to think it was on DJ. I don't know. I thought that it seemed like he broke off his run a bit. Yeah, that's what it looked like, but it's impossible to know really. For yeah, us. You don't, you we don't, we don't know what yeah. what route he was meant to be running and, and yeah. whether you know it, there was a miscommunication. But but either did way, it the, wasn't just a bad throw. Yeah. Did you see the quote from the the press conference where he said, "I've always believed in myself. I know I have people in my corner who believed in me. Even the guys on the team. When I was let go, I had a bunch of them text me and say, hey, this isn't over for you.' You know, I, I like I like I just like the way he talks and what he does. Although yeah. I got to say, you hear he took um, Washington duck hunting on his day yeah, off. I saw the photo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you, do you approve of going to wetlands and killing animals if that guarantees a win? Uh, weird question. It's like a sort yeah. of sacri- <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Didn't know where you were going with that one. Um, I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's blood sacrifice, but well, it's, it's killing animals, man. I don't know. Well, it's hunting, isn't it? I mean, like, it's just America, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that stuff happens a lot more than it does over here. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of, I, I sort of thought the duck calling thing. I said, oh, it's quite cute, you know, it's bringing, in, bringing ducks out. No, actually, yeah, well, yeah, of course it is. It's bringing ducks you, out to shoot them. Yeah, know? why did you think they were calling the ducks? It wasn't just so I don't you know, could see. I, yeah, I just hadn't really thought about it before. I was like, oh, yeah, they're blowing them away. Right, okay. <laughs> it's essentially bringing all of them as close as you can. It's like pretending you're a duck so they feel more comfortable around you to get them close enough to... Uh, yeah, I did. I did a bit of a, a deep dive on duck hunting. So you do the call, and you and you kind of put layers out and and, and uh, uh, lures, sorry, out, so that you get the ducks to fly over your head, and then you blast them with shotguns as they're in like a flock. Sounds <laughs> yeah. pretty brutal. But uh, I don't know. You know, maybe you know that's what he's up to. And I, I also I, I went even deeper and, and wondered if because um, where uh, Washington's from in Texas, I thought are there, are there ducks there? But apparently there's a big uh, duck hunting. Kind of movement in Texas as well, where he's from. So it's not too alien to him. So maybe he's done it before. Who knows? It's great seeing him. I mean, Ben's been criticised for not being. I mean, whether it's true or false, for not being sort of down with the sort of with the kids, basically, because he's an older guy, isn't he? Yeah, but, not really like part of the team vibe. Yeah, sort of taking guys out doing stuff. I mean, I know he takes him out to his mansion in wherever it is in Florida or something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got like that passing camp he goes to every year with him, doesn't he? But it's great yeah. seeing, even though he is a rookie, you know, backup quarterback, seeing him getting involved and being mates with everyone, getting that sort of rapport going with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seems very different to Mason, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't, does it make you cringe when you see Mason on the sidelines with his helmet on? I want him to take that damn helmet off. I mean, you're not <laughs> yeah. getting that on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, put, put an earpiece on and a clipboard. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, he's the odd man out now, isn't he? I mean, Ben's got the earpiece and the clipboard. They don't really... Yeah. What's Mason doing with it? I don't know. I, what does Mason do now? Where does Mason go? Is he on the team next year? Like, uh, what's He's the, the guy I think he's in the Gatorade, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you know, you, you can't cut him. You've got to keep him around because what happens if anything happens to Duck? But, uh, you know, I, I, I admit that at this point, you got you know, Duck is the hot hand. You've got to stick with him, yeah. clearly. Because he's so, not throwing what? the game away. He's, and you've got to remember, the, yeah. the quality on this, this team is the defence. That, that's the elite That's the elite unit. That's the, the, the If anything's going to win us a game in the playoffs, that's going to be it. Um, we just need not to kill us on offense and put up just enough to get past the team that's in front of us. And I think that's exactly what Duck did uh, against a team that, let's be honest, has more talent on most facets of the ball on offense, if not all the facets of the ball. Um, so, well, apart from offensive lines. So you've got to give it to him. I think he did what he needed to do. And, and... Yeah. I was, I, was, I was going to ask you guys, what, what do you think he needs to improve on, Duck? I, I think, 
like like you said, like Dave said a little bit earlier, he needs to be a little bit more um, collected in the pocket. I, I don't want him to lose his ability to kind of scramble and run, but but maybe slightly better decision making and awareness, um, and also uh, his deep ball accuracy is quite um, good for considering that he doesn't have the biggest arm, and obviously that's not something you can really improve on. But I'd like to see him just kind of in the medium to some of these deep balls. He's overthrowing people a little bit or underthrowing people a little bit, but that's to be expected. I mean. He's 14 for 21. You, you, you can't really complain with that with over 200 yards. For a rookie undrafted quarterback, I can't get too heavy on him for that kind of thing. As you say, he has been criticised for not having a big enough arm, but he was throwing some nice... I mean, that touchdown pass, I mean, that was just on a on an absolute dime. Whether whether he, whether he was yeah. intended or not, I suppose we'll never know. But it was a, it was he was throwing some big, long passes out there. All right, they're probably not as long as, as some out there, but, you know, he was still getting them up there. Well, this is where it comes into question, what is a big arm? I mean, when people talk about a big arm, I mean, well, that's all well and good, but how often are you really throwing 90-yard bombs? Yeah. <laughs> it's As long as you can make all the throws, which, you know, he seems to be able to do, that, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I was chatting to Rich about it. He was saying he wants to see him kind of work on his stepping up into the pocket, which is what I think you were saying, Dave, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. Step up into the pocket and, and make a composed pass rather than just roll out and run or... But when, it, when you look back at his... I was, I've been looking through his college highlights like a nerd. And um, he is that kind of guy. So that's something that's going to have to be coached into him, I think. I think because he's, yeah. he's not, he's not, I mean, he's never really played with a tight end before. He's never sort of been, had to sort of sit in there and wait. He's just sort of been that guy because he's been playing with like five receiver sort of sets and things like that. So I think he's that sort of guy that just scrambles and tries to find someone. He's going to be coached into him a little bit, I think. Yeah, and I mean the tight ends on this team have just become an extension of the offensive line at this point. You know, like just helping the run game and, like Gav said, some of the heavy sets that we see. And so, yeah, I've got. I was going to mention that actually. The, the the two points I raised, or sort of saying that I've been disappointed with, they totally turned around. The tight formations, they seem to be working. I don't know if it was the the quick release from from Duck, but that, that was a total change of success everything was positive out of those types there, there was one sack on third and six early after that everything worked even the even the uh td to washington came out of a tight formation so mm. fair enough that you know whatever they did that worked and then the other thing was moving on to the defense a little bit was edmonds had a great game i thought yeah after, after yeah. he, he was, coaxed him out he, yeah yeah it just he was everywhere diagnosing everything stopping everything great game and him and hilton hilton had a great game as well yeah, I mean, how often do we see uh, Hilton just... He's just diving around everywhere and he's involved all the time. Yeah, but he was even in coverage as well, not just that kind of gung-ho, you know, smashing in blitzing or blowing yeah. people up. He, 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 did, he did some great pass breakups in coverage. Well, I think, well, I think we saw that a lot because Mayfield, Baker Mayfield was kind of avoiding seemingly Stephen Nelson and Joe Hayden uh, as best he could. So a lot of the kind of the damage that Odell and, and Jarvis Landry were doing were kind of sort of quick passes and across the middle, the kind of things that... Uh, uh, that we should have been seeing from uh, who are we talking about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hilton, Hilton, thank you. The names just, I said so many names in that sentence that I lost the first oh, yeah. one. Um, yeah, the kind of the kind of things that we should be seeing Hilton from the nickel kind of defending in the middle. So um, yeah, that's why that I good. We saw quite a lot from him. Yeah, it's good those they stepped up where they where they needed to. And, and Nelson, I mean, yeah, you say he, he didn't have it. Probably is his uh, poorest game for this season, but it was still it was fine. I mean, it wasn't bad, but yeah. It, uh, by his standards, it was was you know some yeah, poor just, tackling. Just, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, see the fight over the ball with Carlson, where they were on the ground fighting over the yeah, ball? Yeah, that was unfortunate. It really could have been an interception, really, when you think about it. You know it. what that reminded me of? I was at a Wu Tang thing like about fifteen years ago, and Rizza took off his shoe and threw it into the crowd, and me and this other dude caught the trainer. 
And and we had that basically for it went. It seemed to go on for ages. We're tussling over it, and then I just thought, why do I, why do I want this sh- like smelly Nike Air? Like, what am I going to do with it? So I just let it go, and he had it, and he sort of started celebrating <laughs> like he'd scored a touchdown. I was like, yeah, whatever. But it just reminded me of that. Anyway, little anecdote there. On uh, on on Nelson, when you look at his stats, I mean, obviously with corners, you want him to not have any stats really. But he's in every game he's played for Steelers, he's had either one or no passes defense. So. Clearly, no one wants to go anywhere near him with a barge pole, which is great. He's clearly yeah. doing his job. Yeah. That's no, great. Um, I mean, the defence is absolutely... I mean, I don't know if you saw Pat Kerwin's come out and said that, you know, the Steelers are back. This is their true identity, their return to how they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, TJ Watt won Defensive Player of the Month, I think, today or yesterday. Oh, he was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the dude is just pressurising. It's just again and again and again. TJ Watt. I mean, he's just like a force of nature at this point. You've got, you've got to feel bad for quarterbacks when you've got TJ killing you on one side and then Bud Dupree's smashing him from the other side. Where, where are you supposed to go? Well, not up the middle because then you know Cam the, Hayward. Cam Hayward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't throw deep because Fitzpatrick can't go to the outside because of the corners. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, this yeah. TJ Watt stuff is one of my favourite. Like Simon was right moments. I, I can't believe he fell as far as he did in that draft. I mean, coming into that draft, I was like, why is nobody drafting TJ? Like, it's JJ Watt's brother. <laughs> what kind of work ethic do you think he has? I think that actually played into it in the, a little bit. In the, you know, it, it felt like teams were kind of thinking, well, we, we can't just draft him based on his name. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, but I was so, I mean, my girlfriend can attest. Um, I think that was the first draft that she spent with me while we were watching it together. And uh, I, I was Your drunk. Your girlfriend watches the draft with you? Well, no. She must love you very much. Yeah, I think this was the first one I'd kind of forced her. I'd only met her like a month before, I think this. I think so, anyway. Um, this was the first one. And um, I was absolutely wasted. Because we were like pick 30 that year, weren't we? Because we'd got beaten by yeah. Jacksonville the year before. And um, I was just smashed, crying on the floor, screaming TJ Watt's name. Because I'd wanted to draft him uh, for weeks. So, uh, yeah. Right. I take great pride in the fact that he's turned into like one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Well, I mean, my missus will watch a game with me, but she's not always engaged. But the one thing she does seem to enjoy is the combine, bizarrely. Oh, weird. She loves the combine, yeah. She she can watch that all day. I don't know if it's athletic dudes in singlets running around. I don't know. No, it's Rich Eisen's dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him running in his suit, maybe. <laughs> um, I want to mention Benny Snell. Um, bravo. Yeah, T- take a bow, son. What, what a game. Oh, Benny toughness. Snell football. Yeah. yeah. Pounding the ball. Uh, Dave, I heard you had some... Love for Benny Snell football. I've seen you on Twitter this week. I, I, I love that sort of old school, sort of almost like, like the bus, almost just charging through guys. I think it's great. I love it. But, um, when it um, out of the end zone, that was the one. You yeah. Know, you know, we were backed up thinking, oh dear. You know, because we've seen it over and over with Mason backed up. It's just, you know, it's been three and outs. It's been nearly yeah. safeties every time. Give it to Snell, pounds it. <clears throat> 10 yards, first down. I don't want to. Sorry, The concern is a little bit that. He's a very similar sort of guy to Connor. Without, he's maybe lacks a bit of Connor's speed, but he's a very similar guy. Are we looking at two guys that are going to be sat with injured shoulders, injured legs for half the season? Well, I was about to say with James Connor. I mean, James Connor probably offers you a little bit more in terms of versatility with your kind of your pass catching and your you know your speed and and all that. Mm. But but doesn't it feel to you that now when you've got those third and short situations, whatever it might be, you've got a little bit more trust that Benny Snell's going to power through than you did with James Connor for a lot oh, of the third, the, yeah, yeah. The, the short completions, of, of that's, that problem's gone away as well. Exactly. I mean, they seem to, yeah, they had a couple of those. And, and in the red zone, the, the, the 
the first and goal that was short where the Desnell touchdown. I mean, that yeah. was he just handled that it with ease. And is that is that an indictment on James Connor this season or? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I sent you that link earlier. I don't know. We probably didn't have That's time Kizora. to check it out. Yeah, the Kazora link about the hidden success of the run game, which was he's saying that uh, wide receivers blocking. Suddenly, we've got you know Tevin Jones is, is having a big impact on the run game. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Yeah, so, just yeah, it, it, it's the little things you don't see, the dirty work that wide yeah. receivers have to do when the, when the cameras aren't focused on them. It's just opening up. So just that. It just just past the offensive line, there's that little gap, that area, and and Jones has been working that field, creating a little bit of space, and then also downfield Washington as well. It's you know when we when we have broken past the the, the defensive line, there's a they they're creating some space, and, and that that hasn't maybe that's taken a little bit of time to get going. So that's mm. part of the success we're seeing. So shout out to Kazora for spotting that on tape. That's good. I love that kind of in-depth analysis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've not had a chance to see that yet, but I have to go back and watch it. We've got we've got a pretty deep and diverse backfield at the minute, and obviously with Connor's probably not, not probably not back. He's not back this week, is he? And probably not the week after. From no, no, he's been ruled out for next week. Yeah. Um, but we've got a bit of a Swiss Army backfield, don't we? We've got Snell, mm. Samuels, who's a bit of a, as we said in the past, bit of a halfback, quarterback, mm. everything back in at the minute. I'd like to I, see a combination, to be honest, of the Snell kind of power running, but I'd like to see a little bit more of Jalen Samuels. I mean, we know we can do it. That game that we talked about last week, where he caught like thirteen passes, he was so dynamic. Um, yeah. I'd like to see a bit of a more of a mix and a bit more, you know, versatility from Fitchner's. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like he's a little bit underused. Yeah. Apart from the Wildcat, I, I was pleased to see that. That was good coaching, I thought. Good play calling. Suddenly switch to the Wildcat, catch him on the bounce. That, yeah, I, don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, better than relying on it all game like last time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Kerith White's kept himself in as well above um, above Edmonds. Yeah, sure. and, and you know, fair play. I mean, again, he was. I didn't think. How many carries did he have? Not many. But he had three carries for ten yards, which obviously shifty. isn't much. But like in that first game, you know, he, like I say, he pulled off like a twenty-yard run on his first carry. So he's got a bit of a bit of elusiveness, as they say in Madden. But yeah, um, he's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. But the, the other, interesting the, to see what happens to him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the other new guy, Dion Kane, is one that I'm feeling quite good about at the minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't he, think he can stick around. Yeah, on the, the before the Snell uh, touchdown, he could have caught a pass, but it was his hand was held down against him in that PI call. Yeah, but that that was falling right in his hands. That would have been a touchdown for him, in my opinion. I, I think he'd have just caught that and he'd gone gone to gone to ground with it. But yeah, I think and it, he's, and, uh, he's his a, catch he's a, as well. Yeah, he feels like a bit of a what Martavius Bryant was supposed to be. He's a big boy. He's like six. Two, I think he was. Yeah, six two. I thought he showed good, good strength and poise for that. Um, the third down completion where he kind of it was on a curl and he kind of circled back round, caught it and just dived for the for the first down. That was mm. that was a great catch. I've got a good feeling about him. I think even though, you know, obviously Pittsburgh were renowned for drafting great receivers, I think he's one that's going to hang around. I've got a good feeling about Dion Kane. All right, stamp it there. Yeah, note that down. Dave seal of approval. Hot take number one. <laughs> and, I mean, everyone was uh, only one uh, target for uh, Dion and Tevin Jones, but both uh, important. I suppose if we're going to spray negative for a second. I thought Deontay Johnson had a, a bit of a weak game. Only uh, you know five targets, one one reception. But also, we're probably going to lay a bit of the blame of the interception on him as well if he's run if he's run the wrong route there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of 
there was there were good things as well though. I mean, it, it again showed how good he is in space, and, and and he managed to save that busted run play by making a defender miss mm. on the uh, I think it was on the end around or the reverse or whatever it was. Did, did he have a couple you know, that, of false start penalties as well that kind of yeah he me? did yeah yeah. But you know he's a rookie. Yeah yeah. Got cut him some slack. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, um, he's shown he's got talent. Yeah, of course he has. I think he's ahead of where James Washington was last year, and look at what James Washington's doing right now. I mean, if Deontay Johnson turns into what James Washington's doing this time next year, then we'll be over the moon. On the yeah. subject of false starts, Duck didn't bloody move, did he? There was nothing there. I was, I, I was trying to see what, what, what was that call? <laughs> did, did he fart or something? Did, did, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I was trying to. Did the centre move or something? I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see it. And then, and then the other one was the. Uh, the, the roughing the passer call at the end. What oh, was that? Horrendous. Mm. But that happens all the time in the NFL. Ugh. Yeah. It was awful, awful officiating. It was all it the way was, through. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 bad call. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, the, the bad call was the the, the, the Landry t- catch, which was which which they got right in the end. That was clearly a catch. I yeah. mean, you got you got it. You know, that was. It but was I thought close, they, they, I understand it getting was that in the field. But there, there was a couple of other ones. They got the the Washington one on the sideline where there was like a half a millimetre of grass. They got that one right. And also the, the touchdown catch, which was iffy. And then and then the other one was the the uh, special teams play where the it looked like the guy went out of bounds or into the end zone with his knee on the ball. Turns out that was a technicality. So I don't know. You know. It took them like five minutes to decide though. I, I was convinced they were going to have to do a podcast to discuss it or something. <laughs> it is getting ridiculous. I've noticed this in a few games now where they're taking longer. I don't know what's happening, whether it's because New York's getting in their ear about it, but they're taking longer and longer and longer to come up with some of these decisions, aren't they? And it's, it's, it it's, feels it's... like someone's pulling a big binder off a shelf and coming through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Blowing the dust off a scroll. Rule B, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so well, it ends twenty thirteen uh, to the Steelers. Steelers now seven and five. Can you believe we've won six of the last seven games? That's bonkers, isn't it? It's crazy. Right. I looked at that today on Superbrew when I was picking the the next week's games, and it shows you the little win loss record. It's like what we use on the uh, one of the Facebook groups for uh, choosing the games. Um, Superbrew. Like, Superbrew. Okay. Okay. Not heard uh, of that it, one. It's like a, it's just like a competition website. What's wrong you... with CBS Sports? All oh, right, okay, so it's a picking thing. It's yeah, it's like a, a pick'em game okay. thing. Yeah, but but it lets you choose by how All many right. points as well. Um, but it gives you like a little thing that says win loss win loss underneath, and I couldn't believe how green it was for the Steelers. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Um, it doesn't feel like we come back and talk about wins every week, but I suppose we have done for the last you know seven weeks, apart from that Browns game a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mean, we're right in the thick of it now. The destiny's in our own hands. We're in the sixth seed. It's it's looking a little bit difficult to catch the Bills at this point because they have a pretty weak schedule. Obviously, we play them, which is going to help, but they're two games ahead. I mean, um, they're looking like a tough team. I'm a bit are. concerned about it. I mean, Josh Allen's doing it. Yeah, I mean, I've been calling the Bills a mirage all year, um, and they kind of. I don't me... know if you can say that anymore. Yeah, they made my they made me my words a bit against Dallas, but then I also think Dallas might have been a bit of a mirage because they haven't beat anyone good, so. I don't know. What's up with Dallas? Without turning into a Dallas podcast. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what? well, Jerry Jones doesn't help coming out midweek saying he thinks that Jerry that he thinks that um, his head coach is going to be a, a head coach yeah. in the league next year. I mean, <laughs> it's not even yeah, fired the that's guy. That's a dreaded vote of confidence, isn't I, it? I actually read that on Twitter and thought, oh wow, he's been fired. And then, yeah, like, me too. I, no, yeah, Jason exactly. Garrett is still in a job. <laughs> I know, and, it, and he was being linked to New York. I was yeah. going, what's going on here? <laughs> 
yeah, know, that was weird. The, the, yeah, Jason Garrett is he's out, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ron Rivera got yeah. fired this week as well, so a lot of the old guards are moving on. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed to see that. I mean, I know they've had a bad season, but I like Ron, Vier- Ron Rivera. I don't see why. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really like Ron Rivera. I think the trouble is that he's a defensive coach. I mean, I know Mike Tomlin is as well, um, but when you more in terms of like where's he going to find the next job it feels like offense is the new thing and the young offensive minds in the show I mean I mean they've lost 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 his quarterback all year yeah. they're 5 and 7 I mean it's no I know it's tough but David Tepper a new owner yeah you know, wants his own uh, guy maybe yeah I don't know so it's tough I mean the Titans, you know, it's us and the Titans at the moment, and yeah. Oakland seems to be imploding. Yeah. Well, Oakland played the Titans this week, which is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I agree that they've looked poor the last couple of weeks, so you, I'm picking the Titans in that game. But if Oakland win it, then that will probably be the beneficial result for us. Is um, this is this a Gavin was right moment? Uh, what, what did you say? I, 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 scoreboard going or yeah, I called the <laughs> Titans in week one, I think, as being wildcard possible, and you absolutely rubbish me oh. for it. Yeah. Well, there you to go. be fair, Come on, credit where credit's due. They were starting Marcus Mariota then, who couldn't hit a band it's or true, five yards. It's just they've got you know their talent on defense is, <laughs> is legitimate. Um, yeah, they're looking scary now, also because they play the Texans, so it kind of makes one of those teams have to be a contender for that wildcard spot. Um, yeah, I, I, that's going to be the biggest one, and we have a not an easy schedule. The Cards and the Bills are going to be. Um, I think tough games. We'll get onto the cards game in just a minute, but then obviously we've got the Jets and the Ravens. Are those the remaining games? Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to look past the Jets either because you know what we're like against poor teams. Um, and then obviously the Ravens. I'm going to earmark a loss in there. Um, yeah, at them as well. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is if they, you know, they decide to go with um, RG3. You know that's that's week seventeen. You you don't know. They might they might you know if they if they can secure a buy, they might. You say because it's a big Kansas versus New England this week, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so who knows? Maybe they you know if 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 Kansas can do New England, Baltimore suddenly you know finish the season on a high, want to rest some players for the buy, see what they got in RG three. Maybe you know? I, I, I Maybe. struggle to believe that they're going to be in a position though where they've locked up the number one seat because that's what they want. They don't want to go into Foxborough at any point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so mm. but they're on the same record at the moment. Yeah, you know, I think everyone should be cheering on Kansas this weekend. And they do have the tiebreaker against uh, the Patriots, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I, 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 be... Still, I don't know if I see it against the Steelers. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um... You know, because what what you know, it's, it's one of those classic situations. They're going in with a great record. By they go into go into uh, well the Pittsburgh come into them and and that's a rivalry game. Steelers beat them, you know that could that could totally destroy their their momentum. So maybe they would be wise to rest a few players if if they're guaranteed that buy. I don't Essentially, know. Essentially, but then also it wouldn't go down well with the fans. I don't think to play a weak inside against the Steelers and potentially let them into the playoffs. <laughs> that might yeah, be a, a really dangerous. Game. You know, well. <laughs> yeah, but you got to you got to manage those situations. I don't know. You have got to handle the fans. They could sell that. You know. Well, You've got to go enough. on a run here. We'll, I think you know. We'll see what happens with that. I'd be surprised if they. I mean, they might bench him halfway through the game or something. I'd be surprised if he didn't start Lamar Jackson in, in a game against the Steelers, even if they had it locked up. Um, well, let's see. I think that would be the optimum situation. Yeah, of course it would. Um, but well, the optimum situation is that we'd have won the next three games and hopefully be looking at a, a playoff, you know, spout regardless. But I think that will be tough because the Bills game, especially. But I also am worried about this Cards game, which we're going to come on to now. Kyler Murray concerns me a little bit, although I have belief in this defense. 
Uh, um, before we go on to the, the cards game, though, just, I did, there was something else I wanted to talk about, if that's okay. Well, Do you, you want to go smooth, <laughs> straight onto the cards? Well, as we've learned from this podcast over 13 weeks, Gav, I can never smoothly go into anything because you've always got one more thing to say. So. I, know, it's just, I, I just think there's a little gap in between where we talk about last week and we talk about next week. There's always a little gap for something. I've got so, okay. one more thing as well. As yeah, you exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So. So so I, know, I know you're eager to get off and do whatever it is you need to do, but you know. All right, fellas, fill, fill the gap. Go on, Dave, what you got? What you got? Just it was like, you've mentioned in previous weeks that um, tight ends weren't being involved, particularly in the passing game. Um, it was great seeing Vance getting the ball stuck in his chest and then charging through guys for like what was it, a five-yard gain and a first down. Great. Yeah, conversion with power. Yeah. Yeah. Vance yeah, is back. Nice. And and Vanette had that little catch out out, out outside, didn't he as well? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, going to need to utilize tight ends against the Cardinals for sure, because that's their mm-hmm. biggest weakness, isn't it? So yeah, we'll definitely. see. I'm sure that they're, that they're scheming up some plays for Vance. Well, the Rams week. punished them with tight ends, didn't they? Pretty much then. Absolutely yeah. destroyed them. Yeah, Higby. Mm. But, um, but I, I wanted to mention. Did you see the um, the Mountaineer shot? Mountaineer shot. Did you see that, You've Simon? Watched... No, I don't know. Well, no, must have missed that. The the Dolphins win over the Eagles. The 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 special teams play. Oh see that? yes, yes. The what? Kind of, play that one. Yeah. What was it? Punter to kicker, kicker to punter. Yeah. First <laughs> touchdown catch by a kicker since '77. First ever <laughs> touchdown pass from punter to kicker. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you know why it's called a mountaineer shot? No, that's why I was lost. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it's called a mountaineer shot because the long snapper went to Appalachian State, so he's a mountaineer. So that was it. Oh right. But it's a it's a yeah, you know, I'm a nerd for these was, kind of. That was formation. a deep shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a total nerd for these kind of formational things. It was a variant of the swinging gate from the 1930s. So that that was a proper like dig out. Apparently, I know I don't watch much college football. Apparently, it is seen more often in college football. But mm. yeah, so it's, it's it's an old, a very old play, um, and it's a kind of unseen variant of that. But um, I, I don't know if you remember the, the the Bengals kind of played around with it in 2015. Do you remember that? The Star Wars formation? They actually had quite a lot of success with it. Remember that? No. I vaguely remember something about it. I can't remember exactly how it worked. And, 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 then, and then the Colts tried it against the Patriots and it just totally backfired. Yeah, I remember that. It just got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that and, uh, very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we haven't really seen it since. Yeah, that was so, really, no, it's a great be, play, In fairness, he wasn't meant to snap that ball. <laughs> we've, we've come to learn. Um, per- and then the other thing was, gone. No, 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 no. The, the other thing was, did you see? Okay, this this is like a personal blowing my own trumpet. Did you see the um the Pandora advert? No. It was just after. I think it was just after one of the touchdowns. It's it's like a really cheesy advert with a a dad on a plane giving his daughter a ring. Mm. No, you didn't see that. No. Oh yeah, 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 saw, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually worked on that advert, so that was we shot that. <laughs> It's oh, bizarre because right. yeah, it's just totally weird. I had no idea. I thought it was for British television. I'm watching the Steelers game on Game Pass on American television. This advert pops up. Totally bizarre. So that that airplane is actually at um, it's a grounded airplane, and it's at the the Top Gear test track. You know the Dunsfield Aerodrome, where they shoot Top right. Gear, the racetrack, and you can see it in the background. And the legend is that 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 uh, air there's a 747, and it, it landed there for a um, for an air show. And then they realised the runway was too short to take off again, so it's been stuck there ever since. So uh, okay. now it's just used for filming, yeah. But it's quite—it's quite bizarre, you know. Some some little job I work on is in the middle of the Steelers game, so I thought I was just going to give that a shout out. Hope you don't mind. 
Uh, well, put on your IMDb page there. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Commercials don't go on your IMDb. I'm expecting to disappear into the ether. I'm expecting at least three guests as a result of uh, this commercial. Guy who owns the plane, who happens to be a Yinza, and <laughs> <laughs> we never know. My, my, uh, yeah, my uh, fingers run deep in many pots. <laughs> um, Right, well, there's no smooth transition from playing at Top Gear tracks. So, Gav, am I allowed to well, talk no, about the card game now? We're talking about a plane that won't take off. Let's talk about the, uh, the Cardinals' defence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, perfect. It's the um, worst pass defence in the league. Well, for, well, luckily for them, they're going up against one of the most pass offences in the league, so <laughs> no concerns there. Yeah, th- this is one of those weird games, isn't it, where you get like um, a team that's good at one thing against a team that's... Um, kind of good at the other and then the opposite way around you know what I mean where it's, it's strength against strength weakness against weakness so it, I do think the defence as it probably is in most games our defence is going to be the strongest unit in this game um, but we've not seen a QB like Kyler Murray very often obviously we played you know Lamar Jackson but he's a bit more physical Kyler's going to be very wiggly and um, uh, the cards look to me like one of these teams that are on the up um, I believe in a little bit more in what um, they're doing over there from the coaching and, and Cliff Kingsbury and all this uh, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit worried about this game. I don't know if I'm just being paranoid. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right to be. Yeah, I mean, I again, I, I text one of my mates that's a massive Cardinals fan. Shout out to Aaron Leach for some of his thoughts, and um, he he said he said he's confident this game will be a win for the Cardinals, mm. even though the Steelers' defense is good. Kyler should bounce back, and if the Cards can't shut Duck down, then the you know the changes will be made. But otherwise, he's confident. So I was quite surprised. I was expecting kind of tail between legs after after that Rams defeat. Yeah, I, I, all I've got written down about Murray is Diet Jackson. He's just a Diet Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he's just a, he's supposed to be this threat with his legs, and I mean, yeah, he had that one. I mean, I haven't seen an awful lot of Cardinals games, but like a late, well, it was right, he was right at the death as well, just sort of using his legs a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I had not seen it. Don't see it. Yeah, he got picked twice, and and penalties saved him from two more picks. But, but he's he's been pretty adverse to throwing interceptions this season, though. In general, I mean, that's a bit of an outlier. Um, he hasn't for a rookie at least. He hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions this season. And for a three eight and one team like Arizona are going against a seven and five team, this I think these two teams are a lot closer than the records um, might suggest. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean their O, their o- line is terrible though. Yeah, it's it's awful. So I mean, Bud and uh, TJ should feast. Mm. But it's like a revolving door, isn't it? They just people just walking through them. Yeah, but then obviously that just means that we're just going to see a lot of Kyler on the run, throwing on the run in a kind of Warren Moon style fashion. So then it comes down to the coverage. So, but I'm confident that the coverage can kind of keep there because I mean they're receivers. Obviously you've got Larry Fitz, who's a wily kind of guy that can get separation at any mm. point. But he's not he's not your kind of game you know, he's your kind of chain moving he's not your game breaker. So Kirk's a speed guy, right? So it's just it's gonna be Hayden and Nelson on Kirk, I think. And that, that's that's where that's the key matchup. Now I think listen to a couple of these sort of uh, interesting stats right that I saw on the on the NFL today about this game. Now these are all kind of pointing towards the Steelers win, which is what has me concerned. The Cardinals, 0-6 against teams above 500 this season. So, we're 7-5, and yeah. so could it be 0-7? Duck Hodges, uh, undrafted quarterbacks are 3-0 and when facing quarterbacks pick number one overall this season. I hate these kind of stats. <laughs> <laughs> I hate these stats. These are like witchcraft stats. It's like, 
I don't know. Sorry. The kind of stats where when the wind's blowing towards the north, <laughs> yeah, and they're wearing a so, green uniform. They're the ones that mean something until they suddenly but don't. This is the type of yeah. thing, though, that gets me superstitious because it's like, well, how long can these things go on? They can't go on forever. I mean, the Cardinals have lost five straight games. Yeah. They're in a, yeah, I mean, that is, you know, the bounce back. This is the, and, you know, Steelers travelling across the country. Yeah. It, it's definitely, a, you know, it's a track game, the classic. Yeah. You know. They need to. They they really need to start get going. I mean, they've got to kind of show, you know, save their failing season, haven't they? And make sure. I mean, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's doing well. It's a developmental year, but yeah. I think you know they're keen to kind of prove that it's not a lost year. Yeah, I mean, get a few wins on the board, and yeah, they're obviously not in contention for the playoffs. They're probably mathematically eliminated, actually. But yeah, they are. Yeah, but, but, you know. but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not a team that's you know trying to lose. Not that anyone really is anymore after Miami started to you know decided to start winning games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I must admit, I, the thing is, I found myself this season picking against the Steelers <laughs> almost every week. Um, I, so this this is the week that I kind of decided, I looked at it, I looked at the, the game and was like, right, I feel a bit iffy about this, but I'm going to pick the Steelers in all of my you know, pick on leagues and whatnot. And I just guarantee that that's going to be what does us in. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence this week after your comments about the splinters in my ass. So uh, <laughs> I'm feeling confident about this one. I think oh, it's really? going to be a big, big blowout. Yeah, no. I, I think the Steelers. I think the, I don't know, I don't know about a blowout, but I, I'm feeling confident that the coverage will will confuse and defeat uh, Kyler in the end. Well, are the Steelers even capable of a blowout at this point? Because we we don't have the offense to. I suppose maybe the defense can have a few pick sixes. <laughs> but I think Duck hits his stride. Everything sort of starts to slide into place a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, points to be scored. Probably the last time we'll see Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. So and that's another thing to maybe worry about a little bit. Uh, Wiley receiver. Um, I know our past defense has been great, and you know he'll be. Covered. Who else have they got over there at the minute in Arizona? Um, well, they got Kirk, right? That's what I'm saying. Kirk. He's a speed guy, and then they've I'm got not, Isabella, who's, yes. who's, who's kind yeah. of been dealing with some injuries. Christian Kirk, and, yeah. uh, and his, um, Isabella came from a smaller school, so mm. you know those, those kind of receivers often take a time to adjust. But he, he's a. I think he's going to be good. He's a kind of, you know, speedy, kind of cutty, like a like a Deontay Johnson, I suppose, yeah, yeah. kind of guy. And then they've got um, Keyshawn Johnson as well, who's developing, and Hakeem Butler, they're both kind of rookies. They, they, they basically just drafted a whole new receiver core this year. So, they, you know, it's a receiver core that's going to grow with Kyler. So, I'm not sure if Christian Kirk will be there because he's still pulling his teeth out of the post, isn't he, at the minute? <laughs> Yeah. Did you see that at the end? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've not seen this. What, what happened? He, he, he ran into the post. Murray <laughs> led him straight into the post, basically, yeah, yeah. and his helmet collided. I think he actually, he actually caught it as well, but the ball just flew out of his hands as, he, yeah. as his helmet collided with the uh, with the post. It was it was funny, but you could see his, his teeth were probably rattled out of his head. Okay. Yeah. And, and then the running backs. I mean, what's happened to David Johnson? Yeah, literally just what I was yeah. about to say. I, I love David Johnson in his first year, and, and then they did the um, Cardinals series of all or nothing, which is kind of even more, you know, he, he was like a really nice guy as well. And then he's just sort of faded away into just... I asked Aaron what he thought, and he said he thinks it's a scheme thing. doesn't think... fit the system. That's what he said. He said everyone's yeah. screaming he's, he's not a third, you know, elite three down back, hurt yeah. by the O-line. Not, the O-line's not creating any space up front. He's been pushed out to the side a lot, he's bouncing his runs out, and he can't get by the first defender. So he's, he's got paid and he's not playing well. Yeah, he had the injury, obviously, and has never really looked yeah. the same. And you wonder how much he's got back up to speed. 
Or whether it was just a flash in the pan. I mean, you see it from players all the time. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Of, Ty- Tyron Matthew strikes me as a guy like that you don't hear much of these days. Um, you know, well, I mean, that, that, their, their safeties are strong, really. And Matthew and um, the, they've got uh, Buddha, uh, is it Buddha Baker? Buddha Baker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good, good players. I mean, yeah, but Johnson, I mean, four carries, 15 yards, two catches for nine yards. I mean, that's that's not a good stat line, is it? For what's, you know, who is a first round pick in a lot of people's fantasy jobs? Yeah, I, I remember when people were talking about drafting him, still high in fantasy. I, I, I was way, way away from that, no chance. I, I wouldn't have taken him, I, he was off my board. Not, not a chance. I, ne- I was very concerned about him. I wanted to see him do it before I even thought about it. But is, it, is there a running game an issue because of, of Kyler? I mean, Edmonds had a couple of big games. Drake had a big game. But I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. Is Kyler, is he affecting the, the running situation? I don't know. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I mean, I suppose he's more of an option, isn't he? Um, to kind of hit that than, than the running backs might, might have been in the past. I mean, it's very different style of offense, isn't it? When yeah. when uh, Carson, Carson Palmer, Palmer was there yeah. and and David Johnson, you know, he was just you know a statue in the pocket, pocket passer. Yeah. You know, it's very different. So who so, knows? Uh, to visit punting corner for a moment, if I may. Have we got a jingle for that yet? We're still, we're still working on it. <laughs> Have we got any jingles for anything? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the budget what? isn't high enough. <laughs> yeah, go, go tip us and uh, we'll get some jingles involved. Gav can tell me how to set up a soundboard. <laughs> Worth worth keeping an eye on is um, Cardinals' uh, special team punting game. They pinned back the Rams about four times within the five yard line. Oh, really? Which, which is something that's sort of obviously it was when um, Mason was in at quarterback, but it's worth keeping an eye on. We, you know, we're getting pinned back a lot, and oh, I didn't not, spot that. not always that's getting out of yeah, that trouble. Well, hopefully Snell will do his magic and just mm. pound out of the. But yeah, that is a worry. Although um, Holton's been doing, uh, just to get back to the special teams of the Steelers, Holton, I mean, he's been playing well. I've, you know, since he's not been asked to catch passes, he is he is fast. So hopefully we can rely on him to counteract that punting, get him down there and tip some balls out. Yeah, better than mm-hmm. Ryan Switzer minus two yards. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, as long as he doesn't fumble, I'm happy with him because it can't get much worse than it was without a fumble. He's been sort of uh, criticised, isn't he, for uh, Johnson, DJ, for uh, his sort of lack of experience in returning and what have you. Mm. And I don't know, is that something that is worth worrying about? I don't know. Could cost you a game, that kind of thing. Could, but like, I don't know. It seemed like it's a step up from what we had with Switzer. Yeah, but it's like we always said with Switzer, it was about safety, we trusted him. That was all it was. Um, yeah. So, you know, will will it turn out to be some? Uh, you know, I hope it doesn't cost us a game. Um, but he hasn't proven to us that it's going to be a problem. He hasn't, you know, had a clear fumble. I don't think has he. Um, no. After reading all these articles and everyone sort of giving him a bit of a hard time, I'm I'm now feeling nervous. I need <laughs> I need someone to put me at ease. You bought into the hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just they're just going between white and. Johnson and it doesn't really feel like there's a kind of settled punt returner, does it, or kick returner? No, no. Um, it's last... a shame. A shame after Deontay Johnson's been doing it. Uh, last thing yeah. to mention, uh, guys, um, on the Arizona side of the ball, I was just looking. Totally forgot that he'd uh, he even played for this team. Now, do you remember when we nearly drafted Max Williams? Yeah, what's happened to him? Yeah, well now he's on the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't um, think we. Was it that just that he was? 
sort of mocked to the Steelers a lot. Well, is that no, all it was? The story was that we were ready to pick him. And I think they pretty much came out and said that, to be honest. But Baltimore jumped ahead of us by one yeah. spot to take him. As they um, tend to do. They've yeah. done that quite a few times, haven't they? Uh, well, it didn't work Mosley. out. Mosley being the other one that did work out for him, yeah. although he's now on IR. But yeah, I mean, thank, thank God we didn't pick him. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, he's the kind of player that you feel like the Steelers would have kind of got something from. Maybe. I, I, mean, I can't tell you who we actually picked in <laughs> the, the, the pick after it. I mean, let's go back and think. It was 2015, what? something like that. That been shows, yeah. No. No, it's second round, no, it, But how oh, was it second round? Um Was that that was the twenty fifteen was Artie Burns here, wasn't it? Was he that was first year uh, first round you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna look it up. Uh Dave, make some fill fill in noise for us while we do this. Okay. <laughs> Sing it uh, Oh no, Senquez Golson. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh jeez was you know, it really yeah oh, so, nice. so actually I'd rather have Max Williams and it was a damn shame that he was taken yeah. from us <laughs> at least he's played NFL, meaningful NFL snaps <laughs> some interesting players drafted around there um, Amir Abdullah was one pick before that um, uh, you could have this had, is one of my favourite games by yeah, the way yeah you could have had Randy Gregory a few picks after <laughs> oh, wow. so yeah. Uh, um, yeah Tyler Lockett was available Anyway, we can yeah. spend all day, and maybe we'll do that one day. Go through a few drafts and look at the players we could have had. But Tevin Coleman, yeah, Duke Johnson, <laughs> what you uh, could have won, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Hicks, who's now on the uh, Cardinals. There you go, bringing it back. Sammy Coates was, was taking a full back. round later. <laughs> Hang on, David Johnson, running back. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? He was taking one pick before Sammy Coates. Wow. Well, I think us um, going through the list of the 2015 yeah, anyway, third yeah. round draft probably tells us that um, we've said all that We're needs done. to be said on this We're game. Um, there was one little, one little thing I wanted to mention or course, ask you. Of course, there was. Which was uh, we had um, Thanksgiving. Yes. Does that does that mean anything to you? Well, being not, British. Normally, normally it does, but just just from the football perspective, that I take the day after Thanksgiving off because I want to watch the whole you know football evening, but. To be honest, um, my housemate was also off that Friday. It was like an induction day because he's a teacher. Um, so we just kind of got drunk instead and I kind of stopped paying any attention halfway through the Cowboys game. All right. Okay. So you didn't <laughs> watch the uh, you didn't watch the, the uh, Falcons game? No, I, mi- I missed the double onside kick thing just after right. I'd been complaining about the onside kicks. Yeah. So that, that's your routine then, is it? Generally yeah. just the day off? Yeah, that's what I... Well, if I have it. I mean, it's not an essential, like... Um, you know, some other th- like the, the the draft I always take off in the Super Bowl. But if I've got a spare day, then I'll take it. Yeah. So you don't you don't cook up a turkey or anything like that. Oh no, nothing like that. though. No. Uh, Dave, do anything? No, it's just normal. Like I say, it's just football, really. Just another day yeah. of football. Yeah, it's, it's sort of come out of football, really, isn't it? The fact that we're even aware of it, really. Otherwise, I don't mm. think anyone in the UK really even knows about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I've got is um, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I tend to watch planes, trains, and automobiles with my daughter. Well, I, I did it before my daughter was born, and now I've introduced my daughter to it, and she's become, it's become a custom. Which have you have you watched that film? Is this going to be the the, the reference you don't get this week? <laughs> you almost yeah, got you almost, you almost got all the way through a podcast, I think, with that one. Um, you haven't you haven't seen that film? I, I'm well aware of the film, but no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, uh, it like you say, it's one that I've it's in my knowledge of knowing the name, but other than that, I've not seen it. 
Oh God, guys, come on! <laughs> so that's I think that it's out there for, for the, the, the film. Yeah, the film, <laughs> the film I've seen. You know, you guys make me feel like I'm 70 sometimes. It's like <laughs> I'm 40. You know, I'm not even old. I don't even feel old. But that that film for me is like it's got to be up there. It's, it's one of those films I can always watch. I love all the characters, all the cameos. You know, it's about a dude trying to get home for Thanksgiving and his kind of journey. We've all been on those kind of nightmare situations. But it's such a heartwarming film. You know, it's just so watchable. You, you can, like, gather your family round and watch Planes, Trains and Automobiles this this Christmas so you won't be disappointed. I need to add it to the list because I am trying to go back and kind of give myself like a film education on some of like, the top films of all time that I've not seen. So, Right. I'd put it up there. I mean, it's a comedy. It's, you know, it's John Candy. I think it's John Candy's best film. It's Steve Martin. I think it's his best film. It's John Hughes, who's a great director. did like classics like Home Alone and uh, countless others that you've, you, you've learned about. Uh, have you seen Home Alone? I mean, that's a kids' yes. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that guy, that director, you can, you know, it's kind of schmaltzy, but he does it well. Yeah. It's just a really good film, and just all the little touches, the little moments. You know, I, I can watch it countless times, and I love it. And, and then the other thing about Thanksgiving is um, the Cecil Martin carving turkey on Sky yeah. Sports. I mean, I, I saw someone tweeted that out. You know, where's Cecil Martin? Bring him know, back. Not that I watch Sky anymore, but no. you know. That was that was that were happy days. I still like Jeff Reinbold. He was doing it this year. Um, was he? Yeah, yeah. Because I just I just game passed it. To be yeah, I, I I normally would as well, but I think I was watching it in a different room that I didn't have it set up on, so I just whacked Sky on. Right. I actually cancelled Sky. Yeah, probably a smart move. <laughs> I, I don't pay to the machine. <laughs> just to bring us back on topic before we finish, if we've got time, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are the Cardinals going to fall apart after this season? Well. I don't think so. Why, uh, why, do, you, why do you think that? I, I only mentioned that because I, I saw a stat that Dave's interesting stat of the week. Um, <laughs> he'll jingle for that one as well. Get, yeah. get work on that one, guys. Um, apparently, since Sean McVay was hired by the Rams, cards are 0-5 against the Rams and been outscored 164-32. to 32. But those, Oof, those, those, those teams... teams. Sorry, go that on. is quite that is quite a, a score stat. The Cardinals in that time have had three head coaches, three offensive coordinators, and three defensive coordinators. The only one constant is Steve Kime. Well, it's funny you mention that. I think you've got to give him credit where it, you know it took balls, I think, to or, or what the equivalent of the female equivalent. Don't want to be sexist. The, the, it took bravery to to admit that. He'd messed up and drafted Rosen, and to go back to the well and get Kyler, I think that's a that was brave, you know. Yeah. Cut, cut your yeah. losses, you know. That, that's the kind of you know you want you don't want someone who's just trying to cover up his mistakes in the in the general manager's office. So, I think uh, you know, I think I think there were you got to let. If it was me, I, you'd want to see it play out. You want to see how Kyler develops, how this receiver core develops. You want to see him come back this year and improve the defense, improve the O line. Give him, I'd give him another shot personally. I think they're going to be paying for his blood, to be quite honest with you. I think it's um, probably going to be time for... Next a... season is the season they're going to want to see results, I think. Yeah, You're probably. right about that. But, but they've looked, I think, like I say, I mean, I think the record is maybe a little bit harsh. The defence is poor, but they've looked yeah. interesting at times. I've enjoyed watching a couple of the games. So, I mean, they were close against the Niners in, in that... Uh, was it well, I was just going to say, I think, I think Vance Joseph's on the hot seat after that because 21-point lead against the 49ers and blew it. I mean, yeah. that was on the D. You know, you should the, the offense have done have done their job there. They should just hold, you know. 
Mm. Uh, so yeah, well, you might be right. You might be right in seeing def- you know defensive coordinator changes. Well, um, I mean, it almost feels like Dave. Dave managed to slide a topic in a show that I told him there was going to be no topics in, uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, no, sorry, Gav did. I've done it again. I almost got through a full uh, show of calling you both by the right name. Do we need name badges? Yeah, if if you were in front of me and you had name badges, that'd be great. But unfortunately, we're doing this remotely. Um, but yeah, yeah so sorry. you've snuck in a you've snuck in a topic, which is very rude. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, Dave's brought it back to topic afterwards. So. Um, you know the garbage. It's almost and... like my topic never existed, so it's fine. <laughs> the garbage truck and fire continues to roll. That is this week. Um, but thank you to everyone for bearing with us, um, <laughs> waiting until. Oh, there was, there's one more thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, uh, this is a, a, a serious matter, okay. which is uh, 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 Rich uh, wanted to cut. We're going to have Rich on next week. Uh, okay. Stuntman Rich. Uh, if you haven't heard the episode with him on go back and listen because it was a great show but um after our interview with uh dave david conrad who is a fascinating look at some more sort of in-depth stuff about pittsburgh rich kind of texted me saying he wanted to come on to discuss some of the issues that uh david brought up about uh mike tomlin and and the kind of the racial issues with pittsburgh uh, rich felt that he just wanted to give a counter argument uh, without without getting into it now and and without because obviously you know we're three dudes thousands of miles away we don't really know so um yeah just he just wanted to come on and give another side so uh next week hopefully we'll have rich on and we can get into it cool sounds good and i know there's a lot of people that i want to get on as well but uh, things have kind of been pushed out by the fact that because this move that i've done was kind of impromptu as well it was just kind of dumped on me so um, I, I was hoping to have like Stuart Love on because I know he took a trip over um, to see the Browns game, um, and, and there's a couple people sort of in the backlog, um, and it might be that a couple of things have to wait till the off season, but uh, we'll get there. Um, you know. Yeah, it'd be nice to get Stuart on because obviously he went went out to the Browns game, so yeah. you know we, it's sort of strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely. So maybe this, maybe this... we'll try and get Rich on for the whole podcast and get Stuart on as a as a guest. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how things land. It, things have just been a little bit all over the place, but we will get there. Um, you know, it's it's just been a tough week this week. Um, hopefully next week we'll be a little bit more on it and a little bit more prepared. Assuming, of course, may I add, that the internet is actually set up in the new flat. <laughs> Otherwise, we might have another similar situation in our hands, but we'll cross that bridge as we come to it. Um, yeah, internet companies are yeah, notoriously slow. I've been told that it's due on Monday, um, but let's wait and see. <laughs> So I'll be watching the Steelers game at my girlfriend's house. I'm going to have to drive to Leeds to go watch it. So it's going to be a whole whole other ordeal in itself. Um, the Steelers podcast goes on the road. <laughs> it might be accept, accepting girlfriend again. Well, she sounds like a keeper, man. You should, you know. Yeah, she's pretty good. Get although, her on. although to Just be fair, specifically to upset me, she chose the Jags as a team, even though, um, I, I, you know, I begged her to be a Steelers fan, and she specifically chose the Jags for no other reason than to upset me. So. That, was that because of Minshew's tash? No, this was way before that. This was just... Oh, okay. Oh, Bortles era. Yeah. She also loved D'Angelo Williams, so... It's, okay. it's definitely it... love, mate, because women will choose any opportunity to make you suffer. So, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> love. If they love you, they'll make you suffer. 
Um, perfect. Right. Is there anything else, Gav? Because I know I have to check with you before we sort of lead into the edge of this. Uh... No, I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm sorry. I apologise. <laughs> oh, just one more thing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you, everyone, for bearing with us. Um, I said it would be a little bit of a short one. We've probably shaved off about 20 minutes off the normal length, so not a great deal. But it will be back to our normal scale uh, next week. Um, so join us all then after this Cardinals game, and hopefully we face an even more positive playoff picture going into week 15. Uh, but thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Cool. Cheers, Thanks, guys. guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.